0: Hi everybody and welcome to Taiwan Talk, an audio show where we explore news and topics from and about Taiwan. I'm today's host, Trevor Tortomasi, and for this episode I had the privilege of traveling to Taiwan's prestigious Cloud Gate Theater. The theater itself is in Danshui, in the north of Taiwan, in a grand historic building surrounded by beautiful fields near the ocean. But the organization, the Cloud Gate Dance Theatre of Taiwan, was founded in 1973 and has been promoting cultural activities all over the world ever since. When I arrived at the theater, I spoke with Li Jingjun. She joined Cloud Gate in 1983, and she is now the Associate Artistic Director of Cloud Gate Dance Theatre.
1: I start from as a dancer and a rehearsal director and the Associate Artistic Director right
0: now. I started by asking her a bit about the name Cloud Gate, or Yunmen in Chinese. I've read that Cloud Gate was the name of an ancient Chinese dance. Yes. So is that where the name comes from?
1: This is the ancient ritual dance. According to the history, mm-hmm. it appeared 5,000 years ago. <laughs> Nobody knows what the dance looks like, or how is the dance. But uh, when, when Mr. Ling founded the company with the dancers,
0: She's talking about Lin Huai-min, the original founder of Cloud Gate, and a prolific dancer, choreographer, and artistic leader. He retired from his position last year in 2020, but he still remains a vibrant, influential and historic figure in Taiwan's dance theater scene.
1: Um, he doesn't want the company named up to his own name, like at that time, American Modern Dance Company would be Martha Graham Company, Jose Limon Company. But he thought they want the company together it belongs to taiwan and there's a cloud gate yunmen it's a beautiful name and again in the ancient time dance wu relate to Wu shaman so the only shaman dance is <laughs> the dance is the communication between people and the god
0: so when did you start dancing
1: i started dancing when i was 13 but i joined the company when i was 17.
0: When did you know that it was what you wanted to do for your, for life?
1: When I was 13. When, when? I first day I walked into a small local studio. I thought this is something I have to do.
0: <laughs> so for the, the process of creating a dance, it, I'm sure it doesn't just happen in a day, but how does it start? How do you, what comes to your mind or what do you do that you start to think, okay, I can make this into something?
1: I think the the, the fascination about dance is the movement. When you move, there's... There's a life talking to yourself. And I think all the there, started they enjoy moving. But then the gradually you become professional. You have to become an artist. You can't just enjoy moving. So you have to start investigating how to do a movement better or in a more expressive way. You have to become an expert in what you're doing. You can't just simply enjoy it. And sometimes that's agony because there's <laughs> a lot of repetition, a lot of criticism, and a lot of hard working. And overall, the body is strong. The body is also fragile. You know, a lot of working, you cause injury, you cause um, frustration. <laughs> so they come all together.
0: And uh, where else do you find inspiration for dance?
1: Life, people, and nature, and reading all kinds of things. I, I think when you become an artist, it's that sensitivity. It's sensitivity is different. Every little thing can give you a lot of inspiration. It's quantity become quality. Yeah. The more you do, the more you realize the essence, the principle is important. But you need to go so far. <laughs> Our martial art teacher says necessary waste. You need to waste your energy and your time in a necessary way because that's, you know what you don't need anymore. You need to go through that process. I've been working here 38 years. For the past 20-something years, my father, every year, come to Chinese New Year, he would beg me to find a proper job. Until the year I re- received the national award, he for, he give up. <laughs> So is I would say Cloud Gate, Mr. Ling bring dancers into a status that people can approve. Oh that can be a career. When I was little it would just call you uh, you the dancing girl, whatever dancing girl, you know. There's there's no such job called dancers. So financially, all kinda of aspects, it, it's difficult In, even till now. Even till now we have such big house, doesn't mean we have money. <laughs> <laughs> You deliver quality performance, you deliver creative value in your new work. It had to be there. The audience then will believe in you, will support you. So it's the quality. Quality matters.
0: What do you feel was your best performance? What is something that stands out to you? What what is is your favorite? I think
1: the clip I sent it to you.
0: Miss Lee is talking about a video clip of one of her most famous performances, a solo dance in the production called Portrait of the Families. She sent it to me before the interview, but it also came up many times in my research.
1: Uh, not very. I think it's. I would say very close to myself. Yes, sometimes to us. a a a work come out with a lot of effort, like you between choreographer fighting, discussing, and trying a lot of. Things. But some work and some role just it just come out like a gift, like it's a gift. Found the Buddha, Hong, you know, you talk to choreographer, he was thinking doing this and that. And the idea, small idea, but it come out really naturally, like we understand each other. <laughs> and so some kind in, in my lifetime, there's uh, one or two work, they come out like naturally, like it was already in this body. <laughs> and it's just opportunity to come out. And then you see yourself, you say, oh, is that, is that me? <laughs> my family or my husband, is that, is that you? Yes, it's part of you. You don't know, it's through art. You can of you see yourself, the hidden you. <laughs> oh, it's always, always there.
0: What kinds of places have you traveled to?
1: Uh, worldwide, we perform most of the continents, you know, major festival, major theater, opera house. In Taiwan, we do outdoor performance, outside of the uh, national theater. We have outreach program. We try to reach to the tip of the mountain, <laughs> and to a very small school, to have dance as an interaction with the children. So all kind of stage, a, a simple stadium can be a stage. A beautiful opera house can be a stage. And my experience, extraordinary experience was uh, doing an outdoor performance in Hualien, actually facing the Pacific Ocean.
0: That's amazing. That's amazing.
1: And you have whole Hualien, about 60% of the Hualien residents come out at that night and sit on the grass with the moon, with the wind, and with the
0: sound of ocean. Did you say 60%?
1: 60% of the Hualien, yeah.
0: Of Hualien City?
1: Yeah, they come out.
0: Quick note, I checked with Miss Lee's assistant, Sally, and this is actually true. Google says the population of Hualien city proper was just a little over 100,000 in the year 2014, and this performance was about 20 years ago. Ms. Lee says she remembers after the performance, Mr. Lin Huai Min exclaimed excitedly backstage, We've never seen so many people gather in Hualien. It should be more than half the city here tonight. Seriously, that blows my mind.
1: On average, you attract 10 to 20,000, even 30,000 people in one night to come to this free outdoor performance. And that can be a beautiful stage.
0: What kinds of technology do your performance include? Maybe you have ropes or swings, lights, kind of advanced props. How um, technical might it get during a performance? Technical
1: is not the main focus for a dance performance.
0: It is the,
1: how the movement can be explored in a creative way. And then technical will be supportive, what the dancers required, what the dance needs. So it's not so much spectacle in terms of technology as such, but it is supportive elements.
0: Yes. I, I saw your performance too. It started with a lot of hand motion. Yes. And then it slowly enlarged to uh, you moving your entire body. Yes.
1: So lighting is a very important theater elements and music and setting and costume and everything and coming to support movement. So movement is is a priority. (laughs) Yeah, we used to have a piece called Moon Water, Mr. Ling's uh, landmark. And moon water, there have to be water on stage. But how could you dance on the water and with moon? Mm -hmm. So there's a lot of design which to uh, challenge a designer. I want the water at certain times, and I want the water elegantly and to shine with the moon. So um, choreographer is the one who's a the magician. They have to have all kinds of ideas and the creative team, the artists will work together and work it out, how it works on stage. That requires a lot of technical, but technical is for supporting the dance.
0: I've seen a lot of the performances uh, include glorious, beautiful music, lots of instruments playing along with the performances. How often is there singing? Do any of the dancers also sing or is that not a part of the dancing? Mm,
1: singing is not actually what the dancers do. <laughs> but our artist director now, Mr. Zheng Zhonglong, he likes to explore the element of voice and the elements of, of drama into his piece. So now, Cloud dancers, they do have to use their voice and the movement all the time, and explore something new and challenging. But singing is not quite of a dancer's job. Mm. But now, poor dancers, they have to be able to do everything.
0: So for this theater, there are many people dancing. Who is in charge, usually, of choreographing each Co- performance. Choreographer, the yeah. artist
1: director or the resident choreographers.
0: Okay, I know my question sounds pretty silly in retrospect. Obviously, it's the choreographers. But I really wanted to get a picture of the collaboration of Dance Design. I think Miss Lee explains it well.
1: They decided the artistic direction of the company. And then the dancers work together with the choreographer. I would say most materials coming from dancers the director gives a direction, but then within the idea we can play, everybody can contribute in a, a very different, individual um, way, and that put together, and then choreographer edit or put um, according to his threads and his arrangement. But that is a collaboration between dancers and the choreographer.
0: And how much time do you spend rehearsing for a show? Maybe is it planned for three months from then when you begin? Or do you plan a year ahead of time or...?
1: Here dancers are working every day, eight hours a day, six hours rehearsal, and they start with a class in the morning. It can be Tai Chi, can be Chinese internal martial arts, can be ballet, can be contemporary. And for a new work to be done, at least one year preparation only physically involved but idea for the choreographer i believe they have to start much earlier and what kind of creative team they like to have and working together so for choreographer that idea had to come up much earlier at least two three years sometimes for long long time like for mr ling's uh, some idea in his mind at least for 10 years and he doesn't know how to start with and maybe after 10 years he knew where to, that's where, where the point to cut in and to start. With. So it's a long process. And after premiere, the work still has a space to become better. So you still continue to drill, to change, to see what's a new possibility.
0: How many years do dancers usually perform until they retire? Retired.
1: It's, it varies. It depends on individual. I have several colleagues when they retire they are 50 years old for content for dancers, that is very unusual (laughs) but we have unusually
0: low or unusually high
1: usually senior okay oh on average i would say ballet dancer they dance for 10 years 20 to 30 that's it gymnastic they end in 20. (laughs) yeah even it seems like it's
0: pretty hard on the body yeah
1: ballet maybe 30 30 each and so if you can dance till 50 that is very unusual and because in Taiwan, the training, the way train balances, dancers, ballet, contemporary, but we also do qigong. We also do meditation. There's something internally make you stronger, not just outwards, something's inwards. And for the, for the well-being, I think it's more balanced. It's healthier.
0: Quick aside here before the next question. I was researching Mr. Lin-Huai-Min, and I found the most interesting anecdote It said that when new dancers would join the company if they were not accustomed to reading books, Mr. Lin would try to foster that habit. Here's an excerpt from Taiwan's Ministry of Culture website. If Mr. Lin sees a new member of the company after a performance with nothing to do, he will give them a book and then ask a couple of days later, how is that book? Is it well written? Since the dancers know that the master will ask, over time they just naturally settle down and start to read. How awesome is that?
1: The Lin is an educator. And then he's a choreographer.
0: <laughs> educator first, choreographer yes, second. Yes.
1: Yes, he always wants us to read, to know things, to know how art can correlate to life, can correlate to other art form. So when we tour abroad, going to museum, that is a very important schedule, in the performing schedule. Yeah, he, uh, he like us to know the world, to know how people live, to know the arts. And therefore, you become a rich performer. You not just have a good skill and you can grow. <laughs>
0: you have to are, can you, grow. are you passing this tradition on to? Are you encouraging all of your young dancers to read books as well yes. whenever they can?
1: Yes, they should know everything. Yeah.
0: And have you worked closely with Lin Huaimin
1: in um, dancing
0: together or was he directing usually?
1: Yeah, I worked with him for a very long time, more than 30 years. Mr. Ling is an educator. Mr. Ling is a politician. (laughs) I say he's a politician. Um, He's an activist. I think in his time, he, as a young guy, uh, Taiwan in a very difficult condition, in a very difficult political situation. So I think that cultivate that generation of artists has a very big vision, very gutsy.
0: You gutsy that's such a, it's gutsy. such a good word, yes. Very
1: Gutsy. They don't they are not afraid of anything because we got nothing anyway. Nothing to lose. Either you all here or you, you go out. There's no such half and half. So yes, dance can be entertainment, but working with Mr. Ling is more like a revolution.
0: Has anything changed since Mr. Lin retired?
1: Even Mr. Ling is not retired, things is always changing.
0: <laughs> okay. Yes, we,
1: uh, apparently we changed uh, a new artist director, Zheng Zhonglong, who was in the Cloud Gate too, was part of Cloud Gate, so he understand what is the importance of having Cloud Gate continue to function. Uh, people have a spiritual need for arts, so he, take, he leads us to taking a big step for a big adventure. So we, we are so grateful because every, every choreographer is different. But he knows what we should go and what we can go with more encouragement, a bigger step. It's wonderful. I mean, it's difficult, but it's always wonderful because you're alive.
0: Um, just a little bit about the history of this place. The Cloud Gate Theater was founded in 1973. Mm-hmm. In 2008, it seems there was a sort of disaster. Mm-hmm. On February 11th, 2008, a fire destroyed the Cloudgate Dance Theater studio and production archives dating back to 1975. It was a terrible tragedy.
1: It's financially difficult. It's hard to get dancers because the society's recognition. We don't have a, basically, we don't have a studio. So we run around a different venue for rehearsal. We didn't stop one day of working. Since the house got burned down, we didn't cancel any performance. But I think that process made the company even stronger. And then we gradually find this place with the support of the government. But all the funding is coming from the people. These every bricks, every pile is from people's donation.
0: The donations to rebuild CloudGate came out to about 370 million NT$ or about 12 million U.S. dollars equivalent, from around 175 business groups and almost 4,000 individuals. And the government donated their current site in Danshui with its beautiful view of the ocean, which was inaugurated on April 19th of 2015.
1: So when you walk in, the, outside the theater, there's a wall called Gratitude. So all the 4,155 men there, that's the, donation, don, that the people who donate that even the children, including primary school children, they donate 100 NT, their name is on it, And without that name, there's no such place. So with this society's expectation and support, we have to do even better. So Mm -hmm. nothing is easy. (laughs) To get better quality, quality matters. But we moved here in 2015. So having a theater is new for us. In the past, we just running a dance company. We were touring, the whole company would go out and come back. But now, there's always somebody here. <laughs> there's something different. You know, in the past, we go on tour, seven weeks or nine weeks, it's the whole company just went out, so the studio would be empty. <laughs> but this is now, it's, it, it's, a, big, it's a big organization.
0: Well, that's, that's admirable, and I can see why you have not only the dancers but also all the people working in the offices because there must be a lot of organizing to do for mm-hmm. all of these performances.
1: Yeah, having a theater makes such difference. The, the, the connection with the society is, is
0: very different. What kind of things go on inside this gigantic building?
1: These Cloud Gate Theater, there are 80 people working here every day. There are several departments, the dance company here. 26 dancers, including rehearsal masters, uh, artist director, about 30 something. And there's a technical department. And there's administration and programming, marketing. And we're running a Cloudgate Theatre, which is not just for Cloudgate Down Theatre, it's a venue for various performances, including dance, music, play, drama, and even children's concert.
0: 26 dancers, you said? Uh, uh, at this moment. At this, moment. this
1: is a lot. As a contemporary dance Ooh. company, this is huge. <laughs> is it really?
0: I mean, I, I guess I saw this giant building and I thought there must be a hundred <laughs> or something, but 25, wow, 26.
1: 26 dances.
0: Wow.
1: Um, yeah, usually as a ballet company, you have more dancers, But for contemporary dance company, I would say the average size is around 10 to 20. 26 is, is quite big. <laughs> we select performance group, one or two years before the events. When Cloud Theatre established, there's a core value, which we like to build a centre which provides opportunity for younger artists to create, to rehearse and to present the work here. This is a mid-sized theater. So all kinds of group, they can come here and apply, or we go and invite them. Cloud Gate Dance Theater is is a theater open for everyone, for all kinds of performing group to perform here, and classes and workshops.
0: Okay, wow, okay. Mm. And how difficult is it to get into the workshop? I'm curious, if someone loves dancing and wants to come learn, can they just apply and come here?
1: The workshop usually relate to the performance like we have some uh, theater company coming for children. And then we provide children's theater workshop. We have a whole series of programs for children. So they will come to a day called Cloud Gate Party Days. And that Sounds have, fun. <laughs> yes, we have people outside, outdoor, doing outdoor performance. And inside the theater, there's other performance. And in between, all these studios are used for workshops. Children, four to six, or uh, teenagers, Oh, usually we also run a physical class which has no age limit. Oh,
0: what is the old stanza you've had?
1: You, you mean the, the one participating in the...
0: In the workshop, I guess?
1: No age limit.
0: No age limit, mm-hmm. okay. Oh, that's awesome.
1: And here, here, in Cloudy Theater, we run a tour guide of the theater. And we also have a physical class we call Life rhythm class. That's for all kinds of people. If you have a group of eight to 10 people, you can come here and say, hello, we have eight people. We like to know the history, the story of the building, the story of the theater, the story of the company. And we also like to have a physical class together.
0: What do you see for the future of Cloudgate Theater and, and dance in Taiwan?
1: Cloud Gate Theater, we would like to become a hub, of a cultural hub for this dance area to provide good quality performance, to have the arts to connect people of different ages. So here, except for performance, like I was just talking about the workshops, and even there's two projects um, supported by CloudGate. One is called Art Makers Project, which provide younger choreographers here to use the venue to create their work. If they're good enough, we can present their work. And they have a little bit of financial help and the other one called Wanderer Project, that is to give a, a little bit more mature artists who like to go to do a further development in their career. And, but it's called Poor Journey because we provide very small amount of money. They have to do a lot of it's physical, with not luxury traveling. Mainly it would be that like Southeast Asia, the tour. So there are scholarships to support younger artists. And the menu itself, also to support the younger creators to do their work. So it's a cultural center. It's also a dance company uh, working on making a better work can relate to people as a dance, as a media, to connect people. So this is our goal, to create better performance, but at the same time, to support younger artists, to use all this facility. Because overall, this facility is coming from the society as a platform to benefit to the society.
0: Well, that's amazing. Thank you so much. I mean, those are all the questions that I wrote down. Mm-hmm. Um, is there anything else that you, that you thought of that you'd like to say? Or
1: Oh, you have a very sorrow question. <laughs> I, I <laughs> tried about to. About, yeah, very good.
0: I have to say, as someone who spends a lot of time researching for interview questions, that was one of the highest compliments I've received this year. And I won't forget it, because it means I'm doing my job. Thank you to Ms. Li Jingjun of the Cloud Gate Dance Theatre Taiwan and her assistant, Sally, who have both been so helpful and patient throughout this entire setup process. 37 minutes. That was like the fastest 37 minutes ever. I can't believe the 37 minutes went that fast. As I close out this episode, I'd like to remind everyone to join my co-host, Ryan Drilsma, in next week's episode of Taiwan Talk. And if we survive the epidemic, then I'll have another episode up in two weeks. Stay safe out there, everybody. And until next time, I'm Trevor Tortamasi on ICRT-FM 100.